sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars, as if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. So excited for you to be here. We have a really, really beautiful, powerful episode today. I'm so excited for you to hear about it. It's all about the dream world. So yeah, we're in December now. We are in the last month of this decade going into 2020. Beautiful new energy happening in 2020. I can't wait to really discuss it, tell you all about it. Um, it's going to be such a powerful time and I'm just so, I'm so excited for this new decade and this totally new shift of consciousness and energy. So yeah, we're in the last month. We had, or Topanga Moon had a moon party last week in Hamilton at the Witch's Fix. It was such a beautiful, amazing night, incredible ceremony. And the space was just so perfect. It was cozy. It was beautiful. It was so it was so well curated. It was such an incredible location for the moon party. If you need any kind of like gifty, spiritual, gifty, beautiful, witchy things for the holidays, check out the Witches Fix. They have so many cool things. I cannot wait to go back and actually do some shopping there. But yeah, beautiful space, curated so well. It was amazing. The whole energy of the place was really beautiful and something wild happened right after. So I remember driving up to the moon party and thinking, you know, I really want to go see a tarot reader soon. And after the moon party, we all went over to this restaurant next door uh, to have some drinks and the waitress comes over before she takes our drinks and she's just like, we have a tarot reader here tonight. And I was like, wow, that is so kismet that I just thought about that and I feel like it manifested. So I got my reading done by this tarot reader. She goes every Wednesday to this restaurant called Toast in Hamilton. And it was such a cool, incredible reading. I mean, she totally nailed that I was going to be moving next year. And she was just like, yeah, it's not a small move. It's going to be a really big move. She talked about this current writing project that I've been doing and everything that I need to do to to have it be made and it's going to be made around the same uh, time as this move. Just so many beautiful affirmations about the things that I'm currently working on or cultivating that just really made me so excited. And, and just like, it was such a beautiful example of a reading that was really tapping into the things that I was intentionally setting at the time. So I love that. It was such a cool, cool experience. And also uh, a really fun, cool story that I talked about on one of my newsletters is that I'm going to be in Joshua Tree for the new year. And I'm so excited because it was such a 
crazy kismet way of how we got the flights and the camper van and there was like the prices to LA were so expensive. And then I started to look at alternate um, ways to get there. And friends of ours had flown to Vegas and kind of told me about that. So the idea of, well, how about we just fly straight to Vegas and then drive from Vegas to Joshua Tree. And when I looked up the flights to Vegas, the first flight that came up was 444, which is such a beautiful confirmation. I was like, okay, this is the route. All the other ways are so complex. And this is like direct, the cheapest prices, our flight and our camper van together would be the same price as a flight, just the flight to LA. And it was only a three hour drive from Vegas to Joshua Tree. So really, we weren't really you know, it wasn't affecting our driving time. And there's so many beautiful canyons that we're going to go explore in the Nevada area. So it just all worked out perfectly. It was such a great example of surrender and trusting that the universe sometimes has, well, all the time really has a better, you know, path for you than you can even think of. And if you follow those little pings or those little like messages that you get, a beautiful new way can be presented and it's all about trust and surrender and, and just, and knowing. So I love that. I love that example of surrender. And I think that's a big theme for December. So today on the podcast, I have Holly Emerson and she is a dream Oracle, which is so cool. I have yet to come across somebody else who is a dream Oracle. I know that was something that was very popular you know, back in kind of ancient times and people would go to dream oracles to get prophetic messages about the world and the planet. And we really get into those topics and she is so incredible. This gift was downloaded to her and sent to her in such a really, like a, such a cool way. And you'll hear the whole story of how it all came to be. And she has just such a beautiful way of describing the dream world and helping you interpret your own dreams. And she's a big believer that we have our own dream language. So I had um, a dream interpretation workshop with her the night before we recorded the podcast. And she just had such a beautiful way of explaining your own personal dreams and she works in the dream world in a different way, and she explains it all to you, and I can't wait for you to listen to that. And then I remember that night, I went into my dreams with a specific intention and question, and I asked my guides to reveal this like answer to me that I've been asking. And then that night, I dreamt of that specific person, and my question was answered in the dream world, and all the symbols I could interpret well, and I... Just credit Holly to really explaining this to me and bringing me so much more, you know, magical value to my dreams. And now I'm really excited to dream all the time because I know what to look for and I can start to decipher the messages that are specifically coming to me and how they come to me. So I'm so excited for you to hear this episode. It's so beautiful. We get into so many different topics relating to the dream world and how you can utilize the dream world for, for your own um, evolution and the things that you have questions for, because it is this other spiritual tool that we can use 
And what an amazing gift that is, like something that we have to do every single night anyways. And we can use that to really help us manifest in our current life and just tap into beautiful messages and and more guidance. So yeah, so this is the uh, interview and conversation I have with Holly Emerson. I know last night in the workshop, I was like, wow, I have all these questions, but I'm like, I'm saving them because I want (laughs) everybody on the podcast to hear them because just like, um, this is such a interesting, amazing thing that you're able to offer people because I didn't, I haven't really come across many people who are dream oracles. And I know that, I don't know if it was in one of your YouTube videos, but you were talking about how that was a very like big thing in a historical sense in certain communities. And it's kind of been mm-hmm. this like lost art. Mm-hmm. So I want to a little bit like start there and dive into your upbringing and when you first started to realize that you did have this connection to spirit in the dream world. Yeah. Um, and maybe any little breadcrumbs that happened in your youth that really like puts you on this path to eventually get to a point where now you're, you know, um, owning this, this title and, uh, spreading that message to so many people. Yeah. Yeah. We can totally chat about all that. Okay. We're going to chat about yeah. something. So. <laughs> okay. I'm so excited. <laughs> So yeah, so talk to me about um, your upbringing and basically when you first recognized that your dreams uh, were really something that you could tap into. Yeah, okay. So it's it's interesting because I always dreamt as a little girl and I was always fascinated and curious about the dream world because I understood that there was messages and meanings in my dreams, yeah. but I didn't know what they were. And I didn't understand how to decode them. And at the time, being a little girl, and there was clearly no internet then, (laughs) I couldn't like Google dream dictionaries or dream meanings. And so for the majority of my upbringing, I didn't really do anything with my dreams. I just, I would try and journal them and try and see what they meant, but they didn't mean anything to me. And growing up, I I never felt like I had any spiritual gifts. I remember my mom had this one friend who was clairvoyant and I did a reading with her when I was 18 and I asked her like, do I have any gifts? Because I I wanted gifts. I wanted to tap into the spiritual world and connect with spirit and receive guidance. And I wanted to know if I had gifts and she was like, no, you don't really have any. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. She's like, everybody has intuition. But like the gifts that you want, you don't really have and you could work to develop them, but like, it's probably not going to be that much. So I was like, dreams crushed Yeah. (laughs) in that moment. And I was just like, oh, okay. So I just kind of did other things. And to be honest, um, I started lucid dreaming when I was about 19 or 20 and And I just kind of left it at that. So my dreams were just always really active. I would do things in my dreams, but I never really could dive into the connection with spirit. And when it really shifted for me was I started working with this one spiritual teacher and she told me, I started working with her three years ago, three and a half years ago. And she told me, 
okay, Holly, three days before we have our call together and three days after, I do this thing called night school. And I connect with you in the dream world. You're probably not going to remember it, but just so you know, this is what is going to happen. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, that's cool. And sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't remember it. I didn't, I just was like, okay, like it sounds kind of crazy. I was like, I didn't really understand it. Yeah. And then two years ago, exactly, actually, I think to the day I um, was in, I went to Egypt with her. And she did like a sacred site tour and we did all this amazing like ritual stuff in Egypt. And literally that's when this really opened up. It was like, yeah, I started remembering night school. I remembered my first night school when I was in Egypt and I became so much more conscious and aware in the dream world. And I was so much more aware of like pulling in my day-to-day and what's happening in my world into the dream world yeah. and remembering it and then it would just like it just opened up in such a crazy way and, and it all um, channeled basically through you when you were in Egypt yeah it's like something like unlocked then it totally wow. unlocked yeah and sorry I'm totally going into my story and I realized you asked me about my childhood <laughs> No, no, no. I love this. This is so okay. cool. We're, this is where we're going. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, because when I was in Egypt with her, we went to this one temple, um, the temple of Hetzipshu. And Hetzipshu is or was the only female pharaoh who obtained full pharaoh power in ancient Egypt. And when we were there, my teacher pulled me aside and she was like, Holly, did you know that there was these dream oracles that used to work for the Pharaoh. And essentially what they did was they would go into the dream state and go into the minds of the quote unquote enemies or those people who wanted to overthrow her reign or her power, her empire. Yeah. And find out what their plans were. They would wake up and then tell her. And so that's how she was able to defend her kingdom for as long as she did. And I was like, that is insane. That is so crazy. And then um, I actually ended up having this Akashic record reading six months after I came back from Egypt. Totally unrelated. She, the lady who I had the Akashic record reading with had no idea that I'd been to Egypt or anything. And I just asked like, what do my guides want me to know? And she was like, the first life that they want you to know about was when you worked for a Pharaoh, you were an Oracle. And she literally said word for word, what my teacher had told me when I was in Egypt. Wow. What are the chances of that? (laughs) I mean, I couldn't believe it. There's no, there's no way that like two people, different parts of the world could basically tell you the same story unless in this cosmic way, you know, all connected. Yeah. Yeah. And just like the details of it, it was exactly like word for word. She's like, you would, you would find out the, the, like what the enemies were doing and you would consult and tell like the politicians and the pharaoh and I was like what are you talking about this is so crazy wow that's that's amazing I I love this so (laughs) yeah this was six months after you came back from Egypt yeah and you already kind of had this like knowing and awakening when you were there so it's Mm -hmm. almost like you were guided to go to Egypt 
because you had to be in the energetic space of yeah. your, let's say, past life yeah. in order to have a remembering of what you could always do, right? Yeah. Yeah, wow. I, I think so. And I do remember being a child and learning about Egypt, like in elementary school and seeing the pyramids and like really feeling it then and being like, I need to go to Egypt one day. And when I go, I'm going to cry because I just know like there's something there for me. Wow. And yeah. And then when my teacher was doing this trip, I was like, I'm going, there's no question. And was that like an intuitive ping that you knew you needed to go with her? Yeah. And how did you first discover this teacher of yours? Like what led you to her? It was actually a friend of mine was working with one of her other students. And I saw this other student and then she was talking about her teacher. And so yeah. it was kind of like a friend of a friend. Okay. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, I find that when I always say that when I'm like, asking for the teacher, then it kind of like appears to me. It's like, I don't mm -hmm. actually actively go out and look for it. It's just like, oh, then someone says, Hey, do you like, have you heard of this person? And all those kind of connections come into place when you're yeah. meant to work with like certain people. Exactly. They say when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, have you always been, uh, so you haven't always been working in this capacity. What were you doing before, um, the dream Oracle work? Yeah, I was in the mortgage world in Canada, in Vancouver. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, totally different. Totally. Yeah. Different. It was like corporate world. I worked for a big corporation. And um, yeah, my husband and I were talking one day and we were like, what would our lives look like if we decided to sell everything, leave our careers and move to the other side of the world? And for me, it was really about stepping into my heart and saying yes to being in service for humanity and for others. Yeah. And I've always wanted to be somebody who helps people connect with their hearts and heal mm. so they can live a life that they're passionate about and that they love and that they've always dreamed of. And so that's what this move was all about. And so it was like totally night and day transition. And I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't know that I was going to be a dream oracle <laughs> I didn't even know they existed <laughs> I was just like I want to create a heart business that's like from my heart yeah and then this is what's happened <laughs> amazing and I love that you kind of well you and your husband um basically just took that leap knowing that there was something else guiding you and you you know um went for it and that's the moment where it's like you're in the fear because you don't know what's going to happen but you're open to all the possibilities and that's when life really becomes like exciting and like transformational and all that kind of stuff what was it like in that moment um when you were really i guess moving beyond that fear like what was it that was really helping you to make that decision was there any kind of like signs or symbols that you guys knew that you had to move together and like you moved to Spain yes yeah okay okay so what brought you there specifically too <laughs> <laughs> yeah well the initial thing that came up was actually and you know I believe signs from the universe come in so many different ways yeah. and they first started actually coming on Facebook of all places really? and yeah so odd 
Um, but at that time, for some reason, I kept seeing all of these articles in my newsfeed about um, retiring and the top 10 countries to retire in. <laughs> and it was like, I kept seeing these and Spain was always on the list and it was yeah. really funny. And it was like retire with less than $200,000 in these top countries. And so I started reading them and then I just kept seeing stuff for Mallorca, for Spain, and we just started talking about it. And when I look at my life at that time, I had completed a lot of, I want to say my inner healing and inner growth and not that I'm done, but I completed a chapter. Mm -hmm. So there's still more healing and growing that I'm doing, but there was a, a big significant chapter in my life that I had closed at that time. Yeah. And so I think these signs started coming in at that time as well. And I also am a big numbers person. And so my thing is like ones and twos. And I started seeing so many ones and twos at that time. And that was like telling me to take this leap. And yeah, and, and we chose. Yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, you just. No, sorry. Yeah. I was going to say we chose Spain because um, we wanted to be somewhere that was on the ocean mm. and warmer climate. And Spain was like, Spain was it. And my husband also was originally born in Europe. And so being able to move here was easy because he was part of the EU. Oh, amazing. he's part of the EU. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's amazing that you both aligned within that decision and both felt called to go there, you know, because mm -hmm. it's such a beautiful thing. And I think when you find that partner um, that really you're evolving with, it's like you can manifest so much together and yeah you know yeah 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 I feel so blessed to have him as my husband as my partner as my soulmate on this journey because he has been such an incredible support mm -hmm. on this path and he's like my biggest fan and like we can do anything together and I just feel so grateful that you know we've been able to do this together because yeah it's, it's not an easy thing to just pick up your life and yeah. take the sleep of faith and not everybody is going to want to do it. <laughs> that's amazing. And that's a, super inspiring to hear as well in my own journey of aligning like with a partner and the work that I've had to do. So I, I do want to dive into the, the dream stuff and we are going to, but um, now that we're on this topic, I would love to hear kind of before meeting your husband, were there, some, were there things that you were working on or how was your whole like manifesting process, if we're going to call it manifesting, um, that brought you to this place of alignment with him? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was like not a direct path at all. Okay, cool. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah, I was the definition of a hot mess. <laughs> Amazing. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to go through a, a, a big healing journey. Mm -hmm. um, Remember how I was telling you that I saw that my mom's friend who was a clairvoyant when I was 18 and she told me I didn't have gifts. Yeah. She also told me that I wasn't going to meet my soulmate till I was 33. And I remember at 18 years old, I felt so devastated because I was like, oh my God, I have to wait that long to find true love. Yeah. And it turns out she was actually right about that because oh. I needed all that time yeah. to learn to love myself. I needed to heal my own inner wounds um, because I learned 
that I was seeking relationships and validation from other people to feel worthy, feel that self-love when I wasn't feeling it for myself. Yeah. And when you don't, when you don't feel it in yourself, no one else is going to give it to you. Yeah. And it's not anybody else's responsibility to heal those wounds for you or fill those wounds up and those parts of you that aren't whole. And so I ended up in my late twenties, early thirties in a very toxic relationship. And it was just like this back and forth thing. Guy was not willing to commit. And he was such a blessing and such a gift because through that, I learned to dive into my abandonment wounds, my lack of self-worth, the parts of me that I didn't find lovable, my shadow, the inner child healing, all that stuff. That is how... I went about truly manifesting love is through the inner work and then healing all that. And then not looking to somebody else to fill that void, but looking for somebody else to be in joy with and be in love with and building a life from that versus like a need from each other. Wow. It's just such a, yeah. (laughs) And I think it's just going to be so expanding for people who are listening to this because um, like you said, you were devastated when you heard it was going to be take so long to meet them, but it's like, you almost have to become the container and, you know, be that, that vessel for that love to come in. You have to kind of, yeah, like you said, pour everything and heal your own self and really from a true space of self-worth, then you can be that magnet for that, that person that's going to come along on the journey with you. Mm-hmm. And you don't really want your manifestations to come in until you're ready because mm-hmm. then they can like, you know, then you're, they're not going to be, I always say that you're going to be at the train station at the wrong time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Was there exactly. a cosmic moment when you first met, like, was there some sort of like story within your union that you were like, Oh wow, this is, you know what I mean? This is the, you know, we actually met eight months before we started dating. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And he was dating somebody else and I was still dating this other person. And it was kind of interesting because his journey in healing his own inner inner world was similar to the same timeline that I was on. Wow. And so it was interesting because we supported each other as friends as we were both kind of going through our own things. And then once both of those had wrapped up, I think it was maybe a month or two later that suddenly we were just like, oh my gosh. (laughs) And then we've been like inseparable ever since. (laughs) I love that. I love Sorry. Thank you for sharing that because I know that's going to be so, I mean, it's expanding for me because I'm like, yes. Yeah. You know, I, I must say like the love piece for me, because it has been such a big, huge lesson in my life and something that had, that I was so passionate about. I was that girl in grade one that was dreaming of her soulmate. You know, I was like, that was me. And I struggled so much in life to find my soulmate and find my my man and happy ending that it's actually something that I work with people on and I offer like a, a how to attract your soulmate mini class actually. So it's great that you're asking this because I'm yeah. offering it at the beginning of December. 
Oh, perfect. That's <laughs> yeah. when this is coming out. Perfect. Oh, perfect. Yeah, nice. it's December 4th, 4th to 9th, but it's something that I'm, I do ongoing, so. Oh, I love yeah, that. Yeah, because I'm super passionate about it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you are able to come from a space of like going through it all, so you can really like guide people and help them within their own journeys because you know what it was like and you have that, you know, ability to be compassionate in that space. And then that mm-hmm. also that inspiration and hope to be like, no, it's, it's totally possible. Like everyone um, is worthy of it and it's all, you know, available for you, you know, yeah. it's an important thing to like hold on to as well. Um, so yeah. let's dive into dreams. Yes. I'm so excited. I have a million questions. (laughs) Um, So my first one is, uh, I know that you say that you connect with source or your guides um, within the dream space. And I really want to know how do you specifically connect with source within dreams? You know, I almost want to say that I, I do say I connect with them, but I think it's more they connect with me. So I set the intention and I have my request, but I get what they give me, you know? Yeah. So for example, I have my full moon and new moon forecast that I put on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I start requesting that information before they start giving it to me. (laughs) Amazing. They give it to me when they're like, okay, Holly, you're ready to receive it now. Yeah. (laughs) So but most, most of how I work is through intention and I'm conscious in my dream world when I'm sleeping. So it's like, they know my, my schedule. It's like, they're my best business partner. They know my schedule. They know when my videos need to be out. They know when I'm working on clients and they, they give me the information when I need it. And especially when I'm working with clients that comes like when I request it. Yeah. That's for service for other people for for my clients so if I have a client and I go to sleep that night I get it that's amazing and it's amazing that you've built up this trust within that space too right because you know that you're always going to be working with them and they're going to come in what was that initial process like when you were really developing your gifts and working with um, your guides and all these things within the dream space what did that look like for you At first it was really gentle and I started looking at my dreams from the perspective of the collective. So in the beginning, I always looked at dreams from the perspective of me, but I started, as I discovered the dream Oracle gifts, I shifted it to start looking at my dreams from the perspective of the collective. So gathering dream Oracle messages for the collective. Mm. And I would easily get them. And then what happened was my husband's mom actually called me and asked me if I could get a message for her. And that's when I was like, okay, well, let me try. I don't know. And we'll see. And then I ended up getting messages for her. So as I started developing it for like with deeper intention, when I started working with clients, um, it was a little bit tiring in the mornings when I would wake up because I was so awake when I was sleeping. And I'd wake up and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm still like tired. Yeah. And now there's so much more of a balance where I can get a really good night's sleep and still get all the messages I need from my clients. 
That's amazing. Was that an intention that you set also? Throughout? Yeah. Like, well, I feel I like also get my sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like I have like really great team of guides working with me and they're very gentle with me. And I know the lessons that they're teaching me through this process that they've taken me through yeah. as these gifts have opened up and expanded more and more. And I see why they've had the process the way they've had them. And I'm so grateful that, um, I do get to have a good night's sleep and they are gentle with me. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. When I'm receiving the messages. Yeah. And you said that for the most part, um, it's through lucid dreaming. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about what lucid dreaming is because I kind of have an understanding. Um, but I would love to hear like, you know, your experience with lucid dreaming and how you do it. Can anybody do it? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. So how I lucid dream is usually it just happens now. Um, and it starts with setting the intention. Like for me, I started lucid dreaming just by learning about what lucid dreaming was and becoming conscious of it and kind of thinking about that during my day. And then when I would go to sleep, I would realize that I was sleeping and in the dream world and then I would wake up. So when I'm sleeping now, when I do dream oracle messages, I don't control my dream. They don't let me control my dream because that would defeat the purpose. That yeah. would be like me coming up with the messages. Right. And so during, yeah, during the dream oracle messages and when I'm working with clients, I am conscious. Spirit is downloading messages in me. I'm also watching everything and yeah. feeling everything and like sensing all these different things. It's like another language that it's really hard to explain because we don't, we just speak in words here right. <laughs> in this plane of existence. But in the dream world, and when I'm receiving these messages in the lucid state with spirit, it is literally like this full kind of almost, it's almost like circular. Okay. Because it just feels so whole. Like the way they communicate with me is so, um, it's really hard to explain, <laughs> but it's so um, like well-rounded and it's instant. And so that happens when I'm sleeping. And to your question about can anybody lucid dream? I, I don't know if anybody can lucid dream. I think some people probably have more of a predisposition to it than others. Okay. And I think that you can practice and you can um, get better and better at it as time progresses. Amazing. Okay, yeah. Cool. Um, and I know that you were saying this one thing uh, within our workshop as well that is really important for you to explain to people. And your main message is that everyone dreams differently. So can you talk a little bit about um, your thoughts on that? And because I think that really um, ignited something within me when I heard that. Because I was like, oh wow, that makes so much sense. Of course the way that I dream in my messages and everything is going to be different than somebody else, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I believe that we all have our own dream language and yeah, I call it a dream language because that's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. And I say that if you and I had the exact same dream, Mm -hmm. it would mean something different to you than it would for me because you relate to symbols and situations and relationships and experiences different than I do or the next person. And so 
it it's by default it's something it means something different this is why i don't believe that we should rely on dream dictionaries mm -hmm. because they just don't show the whole picture for the individual yeah mm -hmm. wow so i do believe we have our own language and it's about learning to understand your own dream language and when you learn to understand your own dream language then you can start tapping into the messages that spirit is sharing with you every night it's because it's wild because we are um going to sleep for so many hours for most of our lives we're in this dream state mm -hmm. so it's amazing that like you have this recognition and understanding that dreams are important and they do hold messages and keys and symbols. It's just, yeah, like you said, in a different language. And when we can truly tap into that, it's like we have this totally new way of understanding our lives and mm -hmm. what our guides are trying to communicate with us. So it's mm -hmm. really a beautiful process to try to learn our own language and, and use this as a tool, right? Yeah, it is. It's, it's empowering and it's life-changing in the sense that you can use your dreams and when you start understanding your dreams, they can really be signposts for you as you move through your life. Yeah. And you know you're moving through your life with more confidence because you've received this message from your guides in the dream world. And life becomes easier, it flows more, it's more magical things just manifest for you that you don't even have to try to manifest you just it's honestly like instead of fighting upstream you're just like yeah. gently floating down this beautiful like babbling brook you know it's it's so transformative and i'm so passionate about it because it's just transformed my life so much and then i see it in clients lives and just even in our dream workshop last night everybody had such great aha moments once they yeah. understood what their dreams meant. <laughs> it's so true. And it's almost like sometimes, and I was telling you about the evolution of my dreams. It's like there was um, changes within it. And you pointed out how it was because I was actually healing something within me. So my dreams were changing in relation to the person that I was dreaming about, which is mm -hmm. something I never clued in before. But then hearing it from you, I was like, wow, that makes so much sense to me that our dreams can be even an indication. And like you said, a track of the things that we're going through in our lives and our own evolution. So I love that you were saying something about how you can even manifest more uh, easily within your dreams. What does that exactly look like? And do you have any examples on that? Like, I want to hear a little bit more about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, essentially what I believe is like through our dreams, um, as we awaken in our dream world, we can awaken in this waking world. Oh, okay, cool. You know, we become, okay, so lucid dreaming. Yeah, part of lucid dreaming is, or one element of lucid dreaming is being able to control your dreams. So imagine if you could be lucidly living your, your life in this waking reality. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You know, and when you start tapping into that energy in the dream world and what that feels like in the dream world, your energy shifts in this reality and how you move through life shifts in this reality. Does that help? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. That's totally yeah. I'm like connecting all the dots now. I was like, oh my God. So you can kind of control 
a little bit or like co-create within your dreams. And then it starts to actually be something that you experience within your own life. Yeah. And I think part of it too is through the dream world, um, we have many different types of dreams. And one of the types of dreams that we have are healing dreams. And so these healing dreams help us center and align and balance our energy and heal our blocks and ultimately allow ourselves in this waking world, allow things to flow to us that we want to manifest. So we can move through this waking life with more ease because our inner life is more balanced and our inner life becomes more balanced, can become more balanced through our work that we do in the dream world. That's amazing. It's like when we go to sleep, it's like we're going to go work out or something. Totally. <laughs> and then totally. We're like, oh, wow. We've done. We've done so much. We've done so much work in our dream. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing too is like most of the time we're not, most people aren't conscious that they're doing this. So whether you wow. remember your dreams or you don't remember your dreams, this is happening. And by learning to remember your dreams, you are just becoming more conscious of what is happening subconsciously and energetically with you. And when you become more conscious of that, you can use that in your life in such a more powerful way because you're confident and you know how things are going to unfold because you're aligned. Yes. That makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. but where do you think we go when we're dreaming? I think we go to all sorts of places. Okay. Ultimately, I think it's all under the umbrella of like universal source consciousness, um, infinite divine wisdom. I think it's like source energy. So whatever that is for you or the, or the people listening, whatever word or name that you call it, that's where we go. Mm -hmm. And in that space, there exists so many different dimensions and realms and spirits and our ancestors and our guides and angels I think it's all there when we go to sleep at night yeah it's almost like a portal way would you say mm -hmm. to, mm -hmm. whether it be um a multi-dimensional reality which is something that I've been really researching recently or um just yeah I guess so many different places that you could go within within that world and it doesn't have to be yeah. one thing or can be all things at all times because yeah it really takes away the the linear aspect of our human existence when we're in the dream world right yeah yeah we're not restricted to this physical dimension is how we see it yeah you know, there's all these other dimensions and then like outer space and then different dimensions within outer space and <laughs> worlds and worlds and things oh like God. that. <laughs> Do you think that people um, and other spirits can connect to us while we're in the dream world? So let's say if it's somebody that's passed on, do you think their spirit can actually come and be with us in the dream world? Or even like we were talking about with my um, dream interpretation, feeling like I was actually connecting with the soul of this person in this alternate space. Mm -hmm. That's happening. Yeah, 110%. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. There's so many dreams that um, I think we've all had where we connect with 
loved ones who've passed away or even animals. I remember I connected with my cat one time who passed away. I was, she passed away suddenly and I was so, so heartbroken and sad. And I kept calling her into my dreams and she, she finally came one time and then it, it was so healing. And so, yeah, our dreams, we do connect with, with even people who are still alive in the dream world as well as spirits that have passed on. Yeah, because it's almost like it creates this, um, like I said before, portal, but you don't have those barriers or restrictions of your ego mind when you're in that space, right? Mm -hmm. It's like maybe somebody somebody that you want to be communicating with in your waking life, but there is some sort of physical barrier, whether it be distance or um, maybe unresolved, you know, things that you're going through. But within that state, it's almost like, you open up and all of a sudden your channels are more able to connect. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes people aren't ready to heal what they need to heal on the conscious level. And so they can heal it in the dream world in a subconscious space. So for example, say somebody has a horrible relationship or had a horrible relationship with a parent and that parent has now passed away they might feel like if things were unresolved and there might still be issues that they have in this waking world. But what can actually happen is you can use the dream world to help you heal and help bring closure from that relationship and do it through the dream world. That's amazing. I love that because it, it makes it so much more, I mean, makes life so much more magical. (laughs) One thing. (laughs) But also we have this, um, this resource available to us every single night. And Mm -hmm. before I'd always think like, oh, I just had this weird dream, whatever. But now I'm, especially just after working with you, I was like, last night I was so excited to go to sleep. Like I was so excited (laughs) because I was like, okay, I have a question for my gut. (laughs) And like we were saying, they, they delivered, like I actually got the the answer that I was looking for or that communication or a little bit closer to where, what I was like trying to receive within that dream stage. Mm -hmm. And it's cool because like you were saying with the whole tracking of your dreams and figuring out your own dream language, you start to understand the symbols that mean something to you. Mm -hmm. And I love how you were saying in the morning, just lie there after you wake up and you remember your dream and ask your intuition what that meant for you and Mm -hmm. what are the feelings that came up Mm -hmm. yeah Um, what are yeah yeah the feelings because you're like of course you're gonna have a feeling about something and that's really your intuitive voice and your guide saying this is how it is because sometimes the symbol could maybe not make as much sense but when you attach it to the feeling then you know that okay, maybe this was a premonition dream, or maybe this was a healing dream, like you said, or, mm-hmm. um, oh, this person is actually feeling this way about the situation. And it's mm-hmm. a really beautiful marker for you to go forward and, and use these moments in a really tangible way. So when yeah. you're being, um, as when you're doing your dream Oracle readings for clients, what is your actual process like going into, you know, that night where you're going to be dreaming for them? And what does it feel like when you, when you wake up and when you get those messages? Yeah. So for me, usually what I do is I, 
just have their questions with me before I go to bed. So I actually will memorize what their questions are. And those questions become my intention for going to sleep. And I always position the questions to be empowering questions. You know, there's certain questions that I don't believe that we should ask on a reading and I won't go into the dream world to ask because um, I just think that how I want to work is I want to be in service to my clients to empower my clients so they know what they need to do so they can actually heal and make that shift to align and awaken into what it is that they desire. And not all questions will provide that. So I always make sure that it's an empowering question that's going to be supportive for them that is actionable so they can heal. And then I memorize it and literally all night I am present to their question or questions. And it's interesting because oftentimes when I'm in the dream world and I'm working for a client on their reading, I become that client. And so I become like first person, I'll be experiencing kind of what they might be feeling or seeing their blocks and moving through the dream world as them. So it's really interesting because it's always so different. And they're, they're not my dreams. Like they're my dreams, but spirit and I know my language. And so that's how they deliver the message to me by putting me in their shoes. Wow. So you're yeah. actually feeling how this person would be feeling and kind of taking on maybe their characteristics and certain things and how they move throughout the dream world. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I've never <laughs> met anyone that can do that, but that's so beautiful. And I love that you were given this gift and you were really honoring it and showing up and doing the work and guiding and helping so many people within this space. Has it ever been um, difficult energetic wise when you're, you know, in this state as somebody else or like taking on their energies within the dream? Do you ever wake up feeling like, oh, that was a lot? Or, you know, how do you really help yourself energetically move through that? Is there any self-care practices? Like, what does that look like for you? Yeah, sometimes there are those dreams when I wake up and I'm just like, oh my God, like I didn't like that. Um, So when that happens, I usually just like take a moment and it falls away pretty, pretty quickly. Um, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate in being able to leave that energy in the dream world. You know, I still know it and can feel it because I need to share this information with my client but it doesn't affect my daily life. It doesn't affect me once I'm up and out of bed and moving through my life. So I feel very fortunate that way. Um, Self-care practices are things that I've always done. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, not always, but since being on my spiritual path, things like meditating, just doing things that bring me joy, doing things like listening to my body's needs and my soul's needs as best as I can. And, but there's nothing that's really, actually, I'll share something that's really specific that people can also do because this is something that is super, super helpful. And so do you ever have those dreams where you wake up and you're just like out of sorts? You're not feeling like you're fully back from the dream world. And maybe you've had to rush out of bed because your alarm went off and you're running late and you're just like kind of that jolted sort of feeling. Yeah. What you can do 
is actually lay there in bed and I call it calling all parts of yourself back. So imagining going, picturing the dream that you were just in or the dreams that you were in that night and having you in that dream space come back to you and walk into your bedroom and like lay back down on you and have all your energetic bodies like lay back down on to you. And that is a very powerful practice that I'll do sometimes. Wow. That anybody can do. And then you'll feel it. You'll feel like you'll feel so much better. Yeah. I, I love that you just shared that because I know that sometimes I have um, really terrifying dreams and I'll actually wake up in a panic. Mm -hmm. Like I'll wake up and have all this fear in me as if, you know, and now I'm going to actually like record all this going forward because I never did before, but it would be, you know, in my old apartment, for example, and I would have a dream that someone's trying to break into my apartment, like, and it feels so real. It feels like it's actually happening in that Mm -hmm. dream state. And then I'll like wake up and be so terrified and then go check all the windows. Mm. And the one thing that I was just always intuitively doing is I would always just like call in my guides at that point and just be like white light protection. I'm bringing in love. I'm bringing in white light to protect this space. Cause I feel this, it almost felt like, and I don't know if this is true, some sort of negative energy trying to come through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so happy you said the white light thing. Cause I was going to okay. say, definitely okay. do the white light thing. Yeah. Um, you can also do the white light before you go to bed. Oh, so it doesn't. So yeah. it's like, it's your setup before you go to sleep. Yeah. Um, that's actually something that I always did when I was a kid. I always put white light and a grid around me when I was a kid. Cause oh, wow. I was terrified of everything as a child. <laughs> like I could not sleep as a child. And so I learned to do that at a very young age. And I think for people who have nightmares or night terrors or dreams like that I think it's important to do that every night before you go to sleep just with intention and you're falling asleep just put this white light around you and then again in the morning if you feel like you need it in the morning too wow and Mm -hmm. that's I feel like that happens a lot with children they do have a lot of night terrors and do you think it's because you know when you're a child you're really connected um, and open to the spiritual Mm -hmm. world in a bigger way. And, um, I wonder if let's say as like a mother or parent, if you're listening to this and let's say your child is going through really terrifying dreams, can you do white light protection for somebody else? Yes. As a parent, you can do it for your child. Yeah. I don't know about doing it for somebody else's child because right, right. as because parent-child relationship, there's a soul contract there. Yeah. You might not have um, the right to do that for somebody else, even right. if it's with the deepest intention and the highest intention. Yeah. Um, because you don't know what that person's karma is. Mm. You know, they might need to go through that experience in order to learn the lessons that they're meant to learn. And so you have to allow other people to, to live their life and have their journey. But yes, for parents, I think you can 100% do that for your own child. Um, If you hear of other children doing it, it's something you can suggest to the child or the parents as an offering. 
um, but then let them do it from there. That's amazing. I love yeah. that. It just came to me. I was like, oh, wow, that's such a good, you know, thing that if you are a parent, you can do for your child going through, you know, difficult dream states. Um, mm-hmm. So in terms of, I want to get into premonition dreams a little bit because they really sure. fascinate me because I know that I've had some sometimes and I won't know that I've had them until the thing actually like comes to fruition. And I'm like, oh yeah, I dreamed about that. That's wild. Um, how do you, I know that everyone has different dream languages, but how do you know when you are in a premonition dream or do you only know when something has actually come like, or can you give us an example of something? Well, yeah, there's, different types of premonition dreams. I feel like there's prophecy dreams and then there's like deja vu type stuff. Mm. So my deja vus that I have, they're things that I've dreamt before. And most of the time I only know their, their deja vu or like premonition dreams when it's happening. Prophecy dreams are different. Okay. And, um, Prophecy dreams traditionally were messages from Mother Earth, and they were messages from the Earth to humanity on how to care for her, how to live in balance and in harmony with her, and how to also thrive, but in balance with her. So people would use prophecy to understand what um, crops to plant. Mm. what when to harvest them is it going to be a dry season or a rainy season things like that it was all very much rooted in mother earth and Gaia and how to love her and take care of her and like I said live in harmony and balance with her and then what's actually happened through the times is people have started using prophecy dreams for personal gain Mm. so um using it to know when to go to war, if they're going to win the war, um, political type things like that. Just like I was talking about back in Egypt. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, like things like that. So it's moved away from like earth guy and knowledge to personal gain. So those are prophecy dreams. So those are still different than for me anyway, for premonition dreams, even though it is kind of like path or seeing into the future. Yeah prophecy as in um like a bigger global scale like more involved a bigger impact yeah however with prophecy dreams too I'm actually sharing one on my YouTube channel next week oh my god yes Um, yeah so it's perfect timing that you're asking this question um but yeah prophecy dreams as much as they are for mother earth they also relate to us as individuals and how um like you can pull messages in from and and make them messages about how you can shift in your inner world too because we are all connected so as earth is hurting um we are hurting when earth needs to heal we need to heal so there we are like a mirror for each other and so even though it's like the prophecy of earth gaia stuff it's also individual and conscious collective humanity stuff wow yeah because whatever is going on in the inside is just a reflection of what 
we see on the outside, which is such a beautiful mm-hmm. message because then um, in regards to the things that are happening on our planet right now and all the, you know, we're always bombarded with the, these, these negative stories and views, but it's really, we can come from a place of um, more understanding and power when we look that within and say, I can actually assist the situation by healing what is internally. Mm-hmm. And you can even do that now as well in the dream state. Yeah. Which is yeah, exactly. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And with regards to the premonition dreams, mm-hmm. um, the other thing to make note of is if you have a dream and it really feels like a strong premonition dream and you don't like the outcome, the future is still yet to be told. Right. You know, so we still have choice. It could be a premonition dream to warn you to say, like, if you don't make X, Y, Z changes, then you might not like the outcome. Right. So it might be important to address these certain things in your life. So sometimes we have premonition dreams like that as well. Yeah. I love that. So, at the end of the day, it's like yeah. we still have free will and things can change and alter. And I always think of it as like when you're looking at within your own grid, your life grid, it's like there's multiple versions there's multiple mm-hmm. you know um mm-hmm. situations for you and it's really about um like aligning with the highest good for all and the highest good for yourself and it could mean that you might have to you know work through a whole bunch of obstacles to get there but you'll still kind of get there in the end mm-hmm. the end of yeah. the day, just like it's always still going to be a beautiful ending for you, but it's just your own personal journey and how you get to that, to that, you know, specific path. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like those choose your own adventure books. Yes. (laughs) We're all just choosing our own adventure. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And now we can choose it in the dream world. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Why do you think people, uh, don't pay attention to the power of their dreams. Why do you think it's kind of become this like lost art where, you know, like you're saying in historical times that there would be these like dream oracles that people would go to, to um, get received messages and they really worked with like the, the bigger powers. But why do you think in, in our culture right now, um, it's not as looked at people kind of, don't pay attention to their dreams? What do you think is the reason? Oh, I think it's like, I think it's multifaceted as a reason why. Um, Because I think it's really only been in the last couple hundred years where people have moved away from this. It's, Mm it's, it kind of aligns with like, you know, how witches were burned at the stake and now women are starting and men are starting to embody these magical sides of themselves more. And I think dreams is just another one of those magical sides to ourselves that is starting to get on people's radar again. And I'm like, I've got to put it on people's radar because it's so powerful. And yeah, I think, I think it's mainly because over time people don't understand dreams. And so when you don't understand dreams or when you don't understand something, you don't believe in its credibility. And then now, now in today's age, um, everybody wants a scientific answer, Mm. you know, and the science 
maybe it just hasn't caught up to this mm -hmm. technology, this art form, right? You can't yeah. measure the spirit world in this way. Yeah. So it's hard to like scientifically test it. But it's interesting because I know from my personal experience and working with clients and doing dream explorations with people, it's a real thing. Yeah. It's a powerful thing. And so I think, I think it's really going to shift moving forward and more people are going to start connecting more with their dreams and realizing the powers of their dreams. Mm -hmm. And the people that are saying dreams don't really mean anything and it's only your subconscious processing yeah. your day-to-day -day life, um, it's just, it's not complete. It's going to shift and people are going to realize that that's part of it. Like, yeah, we do have brain dumping dreams, but then we also have these incredible dreams where we connect with spirit. Yeah. I love that. And I think that the work that you're doing is so amazing to bring that to light and just be that, um, that person that's, you know, sharing your gifts in the dream world and really, and you can see that you're so excited about it. And then it makes, like, I'm so excited about it now. And just like with one workshop with you, I'm like, wow, <laughs> there's so much that we can do with our dreams. Why haven't we been doing it? And I'm excited for more people to kind of like jump on board with that. Do you have a, a mentor, anybody that you work with? Uh, within the dream oracle world? Maybe do you have a mentor in the dream world? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. I do have um, my teacher that I work with. Yeah. The same one that I, the one I went to Egypt with. Yeah. Um, yeah so I work with her on a regular basis. Oh, wow. I, I'm a big believer of always having a teacher, even yeah. when things are going really well. It's always yeah. nice to, to have somebody there to support and guide you and soundboard off of and she's been incredible um so her and i work together in this reality she's in los angeles um so we do like skype calls and then we also work together in the dream world and then my guides oh you my work guides with help her me. in the dream world yeah that's amazing <laughs> yeah 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 the night school that i was telling you about we do that yeah yeah and so that's something that I do with my clients as well in the dream world. Yeah. Yeah. You meet up in the night world. I yeah. love that so much. I think this is such a cool, incredible tool that like people can start using. And it just makes now this other part of your life even so much more exciting, you know? Now you can go in being like, oh, yes, I get to like dream tonight and meet up with my night school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, how incredible is that? I just, uh, I love it so much. Yeah. Um, have, has your spirituality or anything shifted while living in Spain? Because I know that it must, must have like brought up or brought out so many more magical gifts for you. But what is it like to live there and to do your work there? Yeah, for me, honestly, what it was for me about moving to Spain that I realized was that I couldn't embody my gifts or discover my gifts when I had my life in Vancouver. Wow. I loved my life in Vancouver. I loved my job, my community, my friends. But this part of me, this magical side of me, didn't feel safe coming out mm. there. You know, so for me, coming to Spain wasn't necessarily about 
Spanish culture or the magic that's here. There's a lot of magic here. Yeah. However, it was more about my soul needed to bring me to a place where I could step into these parts of myself that I don't think I was feeling comfortable doing when I was in Canada. Yeah. That's amazing. Cause I do feel like there are certain energetic places for specific people that really align more. Like I feel like that when I'm in Joshua tree in the desert. So that's when really my gifts in the, the work that I'm doing with Topanga moon and the moon parties and even all my writing, that's when it's really ignited. And I know that, and my soul knows that, and it keeps on like reminding me. So that's my, my intention is, is moving there when it all is in divine timing. But Mm-hmm. in Toronto and I've even like looked up my astro geography which is basically like your the energetic lines um on the map of where you should be my Toronto line is not really conducive to my work it's always it's mm-hmm. kind of says that um I can start things here and it can be initiated here but my uh relationships won't flourish here that's like the one thing my romantic relationships <laughs> that don't really work here I'm like cool I knew that um um, I love that you just you own that and you um you decided to take that leap in Mm -hmm. in the name of your service and um and I love how it perfectly beautifully aligns with your your partner and going there together and having that be kind of like your joint mission it really seems like um you know fate and yeah meant to be for you which is so beautiful that you like listened and you were able to do that (laughs) I think that's so exciting for other people to hear that story as well because then um we're not always limited to where we live and sometimes it could mean an actual geographic relocation for things to really evolve within your life and for you to step Mm -hmm. into the person that you're always supposed to be right yeah yeah, 100%. I've never done, is it called Astro Geography? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a woman in LA that does it, uh, Dara Dubonet. Oh, okay, I'll have to find her because I'm curious to know um, like, what it is about the island of Mallorca that has called me here because everybody that we've met on the island has randomly come here. Like all the expats here, yeah. all of our friends, like none of us had planned to be here. And there's something about this island. And so I'm very interested in learning, like, what what was it for my astrology that aligns for this island that allowed me the space to access and open up to my gifts the way way I have? Wow. (laughs) What is your sign? I'm a Capricorn. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. And you know your moon and rising? Um, I'm... I feel like, I think my moon is Aquarius. Okay. That would make sense. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I I've actually been wanting to get my astrology read because it's been so long since I've done it. Yeah. 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 So I have to do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the Capricorn is beautiful because it gives you that, uh, that business minded sense. Mm, okay you really like utilize and hone in on that but then the Aquarius is kind of like the future thinking independent um it really represents I think your moon which is like almost like an oracle is basically what 
and I put this. So <laughs> perfect. <laughs> okay, so I want to end uh, this amazing interview. I don't want it to end, but I know that we'll have many more talks, so it's gonna be okay. So it's yeah. something that I, I call cosmic pings. So kind of like a rapid fire, but basically I just want you to complete this sentence and whatever comes up for you, whatever your intuition okay. is. Okay. So, um, I, now I know it might know this answer, but, uh, the place in the world that holds the most sacredness is. <laughs> Egypt. Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Your favorite thing to do in the holiday season is. Oh, I just had like visions of like connection, you uh, know, connection yes. with loved ones, with yeah. friends and family and yeah. like, yeah, like heart connection. I love that. Are you traveling anywhere this holiday? Yeah, we are actually going to the UK to visit some friends. Oh, wow. For the holidays. Yeah. That's amazing. That's going to be so yeah. cool. Yeah. The crystal that you work with the most is? Um, right now it's Lumerian quartz. Ooh. And why is that? Um, for some reason it's resonated with me for a few years now. And I also took it with me to Egypt and I got it like super charged. (laughs) Yeah. That's like your, that's your like past life soul connection there. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, your guides are. Oh my God. Amazing. And like my greatest gifts. (laughs) Yeah. Um, alchemy is transformation. Yes. The cosmos are. Ooh, infinite and magical. They are infinite and magical. I love the cosmos. (laughs) And the final one dreams are. I want to say like wholeness. Like I felt like this, like vast space but not emptiness of space but like this wholeness of like completion oh I love that so much (laughs) oh my god thank you so much for this amazing interview I'm so excited for everyone to hear this on the podcast thank you thank you so much for having me you've been such a gift like even just within the short time that I've worked with you um then one night I've had such a huge like revelation and a beautiful experience in my dream world. So thank uh, you. I love No, that. thank you. I'm so happy. It's, um, it, it brings me a lot of joy to do this. And so I'm happy that it's been so powerful for you. And I'm so happy that we've connected and that you've invited me as a guest on your podcast. Yeah. So where can people find you? Where can people um, connect with you and work with you? Yeah, so they can connect with me through Instagram. I'm at Dream Oracle Holly, and my website is hollyemerson.com. Um, my last name is with two M, so it's H O L L Y E M M E R S O N.com. And then also on YouTube under Dream Oracle Holly, I have a YouTube channel as well, where I share these Dream Oracle messages for the collective, as well as help other people connect with their dreams. I'm so excited. Um, (laughs) We're entering into the new year in 2020. Are you going to have a 
oracle message on your YouTube? You bet I am. Okay, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. For I'm sure. like, of course you're going to. <laughs> <laughs> How could I not? <laughs> oh my God. Okay, thank you so much. This has been so amazing. So amazing. Oh, uh, thank you.